Hey, coasters, coast heads, PMers. We need to come up with a name for y'all, fam. It's Chris. I'm the Harry Styles to this podcast, and that I'm currently working solo. Also, I dated Olivia Wilde for a while. She still booty calls on holiday weekends. But I'm married, Olivia. How many times do I have to tell you? We kind of blew it big time this week. It wasn't completely our fault, though. Promise. My birthday, a couple of other family members' birthdays, a showing of Ain't Too Proud, a trip to the Low Country, and a trip to D.C., and now you don't get a new episode this week. Sorry, we really try not to let it happen to. But we do have a special surprise for some of you, especially our completionists. Going through some of the sites that hold C2C PM, I noticed that a couple early episodes are missing from the catalog due to formatting issues. We're going to start fixing that. So here's the re-airing of Jason the Horse, our very first episode, and an episode I believe captured a lot of what we were trying to do with this podcast. The earnestness of Jason is what really enraptured me with this story and led me to believe that Paul had come up with a really special idea after we'd finished recording our inaugural podcast. Sometimes it's the strange, out-of-this-world, creepy, and inexplicable that reveals the most about us as a society and as individuals. So I hope you sit back and relax, enjoy your car ride home, folding your clothes, or making dinner, and let Jason the Horse take you into the mythical world of Otherkin. In the high desert, in the great American Southwest. Welcome to Coast to Coast AM. John, welcome to the program. Good to have you with us. You're with us. You're with us. Welcome to Coast to Coast PM, the podcast. My name is Paul. I am here with my brother, Chris. Chris, what's up? What's going on, dude? Super excited to get the pod started. Dude, inaugural, in, inaugural, sure, inaugural. That's a podcast. Word, I think. Yeah, it's a hard word to say. Uh, yeah, man, very excited. Chris, before we jump into today's episode, which is going to be a doozy, I'm so excited to share it with you. Uh, Would it be helpful to our new listeners to share what the hell this podcast is? Yeah, what is Coast to Coast PM? So Coast to Coast PM is is kind of a a bit of both of our brainchilds, I think. You know, Chris, we've podcasted together before. We also are brothers and have lived together for 18 years of our lives. And Um, maybe more than that, actually. More than that, you're right, because we, we were roommates for a while, too. That's right. So one thing that I do know about you, Chris, is that y- you like the paranormal. I like a little paranormal. I like a little conspiracy. Yeah, you, you love both of those. You were I always remember you watching Ancient Aliens when I love was my Ancient Aliens, love my late night history channel. It's great stuff, man. And one of the things that I've gotten into recently uh, for actually for quite a while is a little radio show called coast to coast am on am so we're the opposite being pm we are the opposite (laughs) so it's different and they can't sue us well and i believe that their am is referring to am radio and we're referring to the evening time afternoon That is correct. That is correct. Because we're recording this in the evening. We're so, always going to be recording this in the evening. So we're coast to coast PM. PM. And yes. 
we're also putting to bed a lot of what they talk about on Wait, Coast to Coast AM. Now, I don't know if I like that. I know you won't. It'll be hard for you. I am the skeptic of the group, I think, is something that people should know. And you are the believer, I would the, say. Or a believer. Yes. As that some might well. say. So what Coast to Coast AM is a radio show that started back in the late 80s, uh, kind of got a lot more popular in the 90s, and it was originally hosted by a man named Art Bell. Yes. And Art Bell's goal was to create a safe space for people to call in super late at night from midnight to 4 a.m. Central Time. Oh, my God. This is what this radio show no wonder there was such <laughs> insanity on those early episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Like it's the most popular all, late night show. All the cranks at two a.m. just calling in, talking about aliens, Bigfoot, and Men in Black. Yes, exactly. Um, so from midnight to four a.m., you have all the crazies calling into a show, and it, it, he talked about everything. Right? It was uh, aliens. It was ghosts. It was you know uh, witches and magic. It was it was never ending holes in your backyard. Never ending holes in your backyard was one of the uh, was one of the shows. And it's it's beautiful, magical stuff. And Art Bell, he was a great host, man. He had this like smoky voice. He draw you in and he just wanted to talk to people. And my favorite thing about those old episodes, because I've been listening to quite a few of them, is that he ran the show himself, especially in the earlier days. So there was no one screening calls. He would, and just, he would take, just take, he just took all calls. Anyone who called in just got on the show. Yes. <laughs> there was no one to not let you, you know, I mean, there's, there's no layer. <laughs> there is something magical about that though. Right. I mean, just the, the, the free form nature of it all is pretty yeah. incredible. And I mean, how many of these people could never imagine? There's no way most of them could have gotten on regular radio. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, they would have totally been screened out within the first 15 seconds. Yeah. Like I got a Bigfoot story and the person's like, yeah, you're not going to be able to go on live air. There's a great one where one of the callers that called into coast to coast called in specifically because he broke onto Diane Ream on NPR interviewing Dick Cheney. (laughs) So he called into Coast to Coast and said, dude, I got to ask Dick Cheney about UFOs. So Art Bell was the host of Coast to Coast for a long time. It's George Norrie now, right? Yeah. So Art Bell retired in the early 2000s and then passed the torch to George Norrie, who runs. OK, now. then that's where I came across Coast to Coast was George Norrie late at night in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And that's, I've just, I fell in love with AM radio. Um, yeah. I was, I, it was like right talk radio. I was getting my uh, afternoons with Rush Limbaugh. Uh, and then my late nights with George Norrie coast to coast. It's a beautiful, beautiful time. And, you know, the thing about coast to coast that I love is that it's really anything and everything that can end up on it. You know, yeah. Oh, so anything that is like outside normal. Well, and this really to me is in honor of Art Bell because Art Bell actually did not like George North. So 
So Art- how then how does George end up taking over coast to coast? He he liked him initially. So okay. Art Bell's show honestly was a place for everyone to come together. When right. you listen to his shows from like the 90s, people would call in from like the evangelical far right all the way to like hippie Wiccans would be right. out and talking uh, on coast to coast. And it was just a place for people who were just into weird shit. And yeah. you believe in aliens, you believe in ghosts, you believe in uh, the occult. This is the place for you to call in. And it's a safe place where, where you wouldn't be made fun of, right? And you can right. express your opinions. Everyone and- has some kind of weird thing that they believe in. Exactly. And that one weird thing that you believe, you could call and talk about it with Art Bell. And it was cool. Yeah. You know, it was cool. And he might crack a joke or two about it, but he was really down to earth. I'm an accountant, but I believe in angels. Exactly. exactly. And like, not like, you know, blondes and togas and wings, but like the crazy transdimensional circles with 400 eyes and 30,000 wings. Right. I, I don't that's know where you're type, going with this. That's but- the type of angel I'm talking about transdimensional beings coming from the 13th parallel uh dimension and this is what we're talking about right like you don't believe this stuff i i don't know i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) and there's going to be a very specific person who knows exactly what i'm talking about there there will be and i hope the real angels dude not these fake christian angels i'm talking about real angels so bringing this back in oh yeah so george dory came on and he took over coast to coast and he was uh like kind of like a weekend host who kind of fill in for our bell so he was in the 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 ethos or whatever right he was he was there he was he was around and he takes over after um after Art Bell retires. Art Bell comes back every once in a while. He runs like one day a week uh, out of his house in the Philippines because he, he marries a woman. He lives in the Phil- That's like classic Crank Island. Yeah. Dude. Classic <laughs> Crank Island. You got to get out of America, go to the Philippines. You got to bail. And then he starts running uh, a show called Midnight in the Desert, which is on Coast to Coast AM. And eventually he just comes out and is like, George Norris is a piece of shit. Uh, the Man. reason why is because George Norrie starts making Coast to Coast more political than it used to be. Right. So he starts kind of, you know, signaling to that the weird side of the right that's really into like drinking colloidal silver. And what what mainstream media calls alt-right, essentially. Yeah, exactly. He, he teases them a bit more. He talks more about politics at the beginning of the segments, which Art Bell didn't do. Right. So that was kind of Art Bell's big beef was that he was like George yeah. in a direction that I didn't want him to go. Well, so, and jo- I mean George goes on goes on Ancient Aliens all the time. He does, and he's also on Gaia TV. He has his own show on Gaia. R- what is Gaia TV? Gaia is a very strange subscription channel where you can watch people talk about. Um, anything from aliens with George Norrie and UFOs to like the earth mother to like speaking to dead celebrities through psychics. It's okay. All right. But so it's, it's, it's kind of what coast to coast is, but for a streaming platform. Yeah. But also worse. Really? A lot worse. Yeah. 
Yeah. They just let anybody have podcasts and content these days, dude. They really do. And they need to stop. You need, they to, need to stop. Need to stop having content. Like dude. why we shouldn't be allowed to make this show. We shouldn't be allowed to do Coast to Coast PM. We shouldn't, but we are. And but we're going what, to. Guess what we're going to do today, Chris? Oh, God, so, please. What are we going to do? So, number one, uh, I want to start off the episode because Coast to Coast's website at coasttocoastam.com has articles and videos that they post. And they're well, hold up a second. Let's hold up a second. We're yeah. still describing what the podcast is, right? Yes. So we're we're you're jumping in too quick. I'm just too excited. I'm not supposed to be running this, dude. I'm, I'm excited. The crank. I'm excited. I'm the crank. All right. That's, I'm, that's I'm the, the guy calling in. You're Art Bell. All right. All right. That's what the podcast is going to be, though, right? I want to start off with an article from their website, and then I want to jump into a very specific episode. So each episode of our podcast is going to be an episode breaking down an episode of Coast to Coast. All right. But we'll we'll start at the very beginning with an article. Yes. That you read. And I say how true it is the whole entire time. Yeah, you let me know how true you feel. Yeah, I, on a scale of I believe this to I believe this to my bones, that's what we're going to talk about. And then next, we go into a weekly segment on whatever it is that was on Coast to Coast this week. Yes, exactly. All right, cool. And then, the what, <laughs> and then we have, is there another segment or is that the... Those are the two things we're going to do. Those are the two things. So on we're not going to do any phone calls. That's part of the second segment. Okay. So part of coast to coast is obviously the story and the interviewee. And then they always take calls. So got to take the calls. We'll go it. to the open lines. Yeah. We got to go to the line. So Chris, you want to start or do, do we need more groundwork? I think more- we've covered most of the groundwork. I'm just, I'm confused. You know what I mean? I get so deep into the metaphysical that sometimes you got to ground me in the physical. And so I just wanted to make sure I understood how this podcast was going to work. That's exactly how it's going to work. And it's going to be a great time. We're going to be breaking down coast to coast episodes. Okay. Uh, and, and coast to coast articles because I'm addicted to it, man. I've listened to hundreds of hours of old and new coast to coast. And I just need to talk to someone about it because the shit's weird and wild. and it just needs to be talked about. No one talks about it. No one even knows what it is because no one is up that goddamn late to listen to it. So we're going to, we are we are going to go back and do old Art Bell episodes though, right? We definitely will. Today okay. is a newer episode. It was Because I was going to say, I only know George Norrie, dude. And uh, I'm very, you've got me very excited about the occult Wiccans calling in because I'm going to say I never heard too many occult Wiccans on George Norrie. So one of my favorite Art Bell episodes that we will cover at some point is a woman who uh, is being interviewed by Art Bell who claims that she's a satanic witch, like okay. a real Satanist. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then so many... Not a not a Levian. Not a Levian. Who's actually I, just a hedonist. Yes. Yeah. A, a actual, I worship Satan and tried to bring the Dark Lord back from the realms of hell a a catholic satanist where like specifically yeah well in terms of you know like how the catholic church views satan she this individual claimed to have believed that jesus was real he was the son of god he died for our sins satan is evil and i work for satan to try and bring about his reign on earth 
Oh, nice. And so many angry Wiccans called in, and it was the funniest thing hearing these Wiccans bitch at this this Satanist. It was great. So, so I, you know, I didn't remember this. He allows people to call in and talk to the guests. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh my God. That's the whole point. So you'll hear some of that today, some call-ins. Oh, wow. So what what I wanted to start with today, though, Chris, because, you know, we'll cover all our Bell episodes. Today is is an episode from February. But before we even jump into that, there was an article that I found on their website uh, about a haunted doll. Haunted doll. So kind of a Chucky thing. Kind of a Chucky thing or an Annabelle thing. Or an Annabelle thing. I didn't see Annabelle because I I just don't care about haunted dolls. You know, I watched uh, the um, the series that Annabelle came from, which was The Conjuring. And then yeah. the Annabelle movies were the prequel. I attempted to watch one of the Annabelles on a plane, and it was so bad that I had to turn it off. And wow, dude. You know that's a bad movie when you got to turn it off mid-flight. I've watched some shit on planes that I'm not proud of, and I never turned it off. I had to turn that one off. Well, you shouldn't be proud generally, but go ahead. So tagline of this, watch. Security camera catches creepy haunted doll moving on its own, question mark? Oh, okay. Terrifying. All right. So I'm enticed already. Right? That's an enticing. That is some clicky bait. I'm, in, I'm enticed. I clicked on that bait. And let me read to you from the article. A spooky piece of security camera footage from England shows a... Well, let's just hold right there (laughs) before you get any further. If we're in England, dude, I mean, almost certainly there's hauntings going on, right? There has to be. I mean, so I'm like, I'm already at, I believe it in my bones. (laughs) You're already there. I'm already there. From the first that you clicked on it, I'm already... We're in England. Security camera footage from England. Let's go. I'm pretty sure when you're in England, half the people you see are ghosts. Are ghosts. It's just a, a fact. So purportedly, this haunted doll seemingly moving on its own or, or and sorry, I mean, re, I'm going to restart this. No, dude, live, baby. This is live. all live. We're doing this live. This is live. Some suspect that a ghost child could have been playing with the toy. The weird scene reportedly unfolded last week in the town of Rotherham at the home of paranormal enthusiasts Lee and Lindsay Steer, who have turned their residence into something of a museum of haunted objects. According to the couple, the doll at the center of the eerie video had recently been sent to them by an anonymous donor who offered no insight as to why they had mailed the creepy doll to them. (laughs) However, the answer to that question might be found in the footage captured by the camera in their home. I love that we're already that that not only it's not like some random English person, right? Paranormal enthusiasts who have a museum of haunted things. Specifically, they have a collection of allegedly haunted dolls, which is oh man. I mean, that's gotta be a a whole subgenre into itself, I guess. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess how do you get Chucky and Annabelle, right? There's got to be some kind of subculture that's already super into haunted Mm -hmm. dolls. Yeah, yeah. And, well, you know what I'm really happy for is that these two people found each other. Yeah. Because it takes a special type of person to want to collect haunted dolls. And (laughs) the fact that they're a married couple doing it sounds like a great (laughs) (laughs) bonding ritual for sure. Okay, keep on going with the article. 
All right, noticing that something was amiss, the newly acquired doll, the, with the newly acquired doll, the morning after they placed it with their collection, the steers checked the security system that watches over their allegedly haunted objects at night and were astounded <laughs> by what they saw. So True, true paranormal heads, though. You got to keep cameras on everywhere, dude, all the time. Because what if you don't catch it? If they didn't have the security camera footage, they wouldn't have seen this doll being haunted. Exactly. You have to have a camera on your dolls at all times. Everyone knows this. Those English are very smart people. They're, they're wily. So in the footage, the toy can be seen lurching forward in a series oh. of odd motions as if it's being manipulated by an unseen force. You go and I'm loving it. I love it. Quote, it's like the joints are physically moving like a human, Lizzie observed. If it was a natural fall, it had gone to the floor, but it didn't. The way she was positioned defies gravity. Oh, my God. Please tell me we have live footage oh, of I'm gonna, this video. I'm going to play you the footage in just a moment. Interestingly, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> go, go. Despite being the home of an array of objects suspected of being haunted, she revealed that this footage is the first time we've caught something moving on camera at the museum and mused that it baffles me. As one might imagine, given the nature of where the doll lives, some have suggested the toy caught the attention of a ghost child that was intrigued by the new addition to the collection. More skeptical viewers argue that the a ghost new, child, dude. A ghost child just hangs out a ghost in the doll child yeah. that hangs out in the haunted doll museum. Just so, I mean, where I mean, where else would a ghost hang out though? You would hang out with the haunted dolls. You would heal. You would hang out with the other haunted beings, yeah. right? And there it is, like. You know, it's just got to be like a flashing sign, right? You know, you're just like a mosquito going to the zapper, right? Well, I'm a little curious that why would a ghost child need to find the haunted dolls? Why wouldn't they just go to like uh, Walmart and go to the toy section? Are there haunted or are there normal dolls in the pl- in the in the ghost plane or? Do you have to play with a doll in our plane? That's a great question. Because to me, if something is haunted, right, that means that it has to have some kind of soul. And so, like, these dolls have souls or is something else embodying the dolls? And that would suck as a something. I would be ticked. Like if I was some kind of like demon or something and I was put into this doll that was then put into this English couple's haunted doll collection. And I'm just like surrounded by other like demons on a shelf. And we're just all like stuck here in this this weird English couple who has hundreds of seemingly haunted dolls. And like I I couldn't do anything. Yeah, it's the latter scenario. It's the the doll right. is possessed, and the, like it's you a said, possessed doll. Imagine coming up from the depths of hell as a demon, and you get doll duty. That's, that's you get doll duty. You don't even. That's get a bad duty, dude. That's got to be some of the worst duties, dude. It's like your 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 demon buddy is the one in like The Exorcist who's like turning people's heads around and like vomiting and like cursing yeah. Latin, and then you get yes. the doll. The doll. Demon. You get doll. What 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 have you been doing for the last hundred years, Beelzebub? Well, I was I, I was on gold, doll duty, and some asshole 
who I was supposed to be haunting, sent me to an English couple for some reason, and they put me on a shelf. And so all I could do was lift up in the air in some seemingly defying gravity way. And they caught me on camera and they put the video on YouTube. Allegedly, Chris, because according to the article, more skeptical viewers argue that. (laughs) Oh, the skeptics, the skeptics, the the polls, the polls are going to come in and ruin this for me. They argue that it's either a clever hoax or that the object's inexplicable movement was a natural event that seems paranormal by virtue of where it happened. So that's the end of the article. All right. Their articles are very short. And I would just okay. like to call it the fact that, Chris, what I'm about to show you, they've dis- described it as an inexplicable. Inexplicable. So. Inexplicable means it cannot be explained. It cannot be explained. And we'll we'll put the uh, video in the uh, in the show notes. We'll drop in the show notes. But I, and I know this is an audio format. So, Chris, do you mind just describing to me what, what you see right now? For What them? I'm looking at definitely does look like a British person's room. <laughs> They even so much have the uh, the Union Jack with a ghost in the middle, just so I would know that this is, in fact, a British person who loves ghosts. Yes. And now I'm also seeing what does appear to be one too many dolls on a bookshelf. A lot of and dolls. they are all somewhat creepy. But I'm actually a little surprised because they all look like these dolls have been like made since the 80s. They, so they these are not even old like dolls. these are not like old creepy porcelain British dolls. These are like modern plastic dolls. Yeah, they they are made from petrochemicals for sure. They are not. <laughs> Which doesn't that doesn't seem like the type of doll that could get haunted. Dude, some of these, they look like 2000s dolls to me, honestly. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, definitely. Like, definitely. All if, right. if you're listening to this and you played with dolls, one of your dolls is up here. So let me draw your attention to the bottom left of the screen, Chris. All right, bottom All right. left, I'm looking at the doll that is not on the shelf. Yes. Okay. All right. And uh, that's it. That's, that's the... <laughs> That's the inexplicable movement. It just, it has a big head, dude. The doll has a big head and it just falls over. It leans over slightly. And that got a whole article on Coast to Coast AM. It got an entire article on Coast to Coast, that movement. Oh man, dude. The paranormal world must have been a little slow this week. You know, I missed the days when we didn't have video footage and someone could have just told me that there was a doll moving in their house because that is way more intriguing than that video. Wow. Yeah. Holy cow. So I'm going to go down to just, I believe it. I don't believe this. I don't believe this to my bones. This is just a regular belief. Could be a little haunted, but it definitely looked like it was just a fat head doll that wasn't quite placed properly and it just fell over i think that's most likely what it was if i had wow uh on a scale of one to five i give that a one i'm not impressed with it not impressed dude but you know what they made it on the coast to coast so good for those weird british people who collect haunted dolls the steers dude so if you're ever in rotterham england make sure you stop by the haunted house 
or not the haunted house, the haunted doll collection museum. Yes. It's going to be a wonderful time for you and your friends. You might see a doll kind of fall over because it has a fat head. Because it's got such a big head. It's got such a fat head, top heavy doll. Uh, so that was our wonderful article from coast to coast am.com. What an article, dude. What an, what a you way, know? what a way to start out, dude. You, you had me at hello and then you lost me at goodbye, dude. Yeah, that's how you do it. And so the, the episode that we're going to be digging into today, Chris, so All let's right. transition to the episode part of our, uh, of our uh, foray into coast to coast AM today. This is where a gentleman named Jason the Horse came on and was interviewed by host Ian Punnett. So Ian is a host that does fill in for George Norris sometimes, and okay. he is the one who has a direct line to Jason the Horse. Jason and the Horse. Jason the Horse. So before we okay. get into who Jason the Horse is, I just wanted you to hear the introduction to Coast to Coast. This is how okay. Ian opens the show. All right. I just think it is, it's the, the perfect kind of microcosm of the vibe of Coast to Coast. All right. Vibe me, baby. Weird. Vibe me. Greetings, Mr. and Mrs. Middle America and all the ships at sea. This is Ian Putnam on Coast to Coast AM and to the hostile invading alien armies hovering silently outside Earth's atmosphere hiding behind their cloaking devices. <laughs> Remember, eat the Canadians first. You may be attracted to Canada like the rest of the world is watching right now because apparently it's rocking northern lights this week. <laughs> what, are, what are the ships at sea? No idea. Also, eat the Canadians first. Aliens hiding in your secret ships. Uh, that just brought me so much joy. For sure, though. Definitely go after the Canadians first. You got to eat the Canadians first. So they have they have poutine. They do, and it's delicious. That's pretty good. It is delicious. So the gentleman that is on today's episode being interviewed is Jason the Horse, and Chris Jason the Horse is what's called a uh, theranthrope, and a theranthrope. it is he claims that he has the living soul of a horse and is trapped in a human body. <laughs> So this is the introduction of Ian meeting with Jason Horse. Long, buddy. I think I, if it's okay, I'm just going to keep referring to you as Jason the Horse because that has become your name on the show. There were so many people that are convinced of your sincerity and your authenticity that I think it's really the only name that really applies. So he's been on the show multiple times. He's been on the show about four times over the past 10 years. And this is a man who believes he has a horse in his body. He believes he is a he he has a horse soul. He, and he has oh, been oh. trapped in a human body. He is a horse in a human body. And did he choose the name Jason, or that's just his name? That is his uh, real first name. That's his real first name. He has an actual last name, but they just refer to him as Jason the horse. It would have been better if he called himself like Nay! Would have been a move for sure. That you could know, have been. A I don't move. know how you spell that, but I don't uh, either. All right. So, anyways, he he is a horse stuck in a middle aged man's body. Exactly, named Jason. Yes, and he goes on to define what this is that that he is a, a part of. Right, like what what this phenomena is when you have the soul of an animal. Okay, a, a theranthrope. How yep. do you define, for people who don't know, how do you define 
your particular situation? How do you how do you describe it to others when you when you reveal your true identity? What it is is I am a what's called a Therian, and I understand that comes from the Greek word Therian throat. And that's what Therian throat means. It means any animal spirit in human form. In my case, I'm an equine Therian throat or Therian is, is the term is normally used for sure. I mean, dude, he's a Therian. He's a Therian. He's a Therian. Now, I, I did a little digging into this because I found it very interesting. Okay. And there's a few names for people who... I was going to say, dude, this isn't the first guy to think he has a animal inside of his body. He is not. There is a whole community of people who believe that they are actually an animal. Uh, <laughs> so they're, they're referred to as Therians or sometimes okay. they refer to themselves as other kin. Other Ken. Other okay. Ken, which honestly yeah. is my favorite. Yeah, uh, I like Other Ken, dude. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They are defined as people who identify as mythical or natural creatures. Uh, this can include angels, demons, dragons, elves, fairies, sprites, wolves, foxes, horses, aliens, and generally fictional characters. <laughs> Just, I, I'm a Therian if I think I'm Harry Potter. Yes, you could say that you're actually Harry Potter <laughs> and you're a Therian. Uh, many other can believe in the existence of a multitude of parallel universes and their belief in the existence of supernatural or sapient non-human beings is grounded in that idea. Interesting. Okay, yeah. keep going. With regard to their online communities, other can largely function without formal authority structures and mostly focus on support and information gathering, often dividing into more specific groups based on their kin type. Uh, there are occasional offline gatherings, but other kin networks are mostly an online phenomenon. So are bronies other kin? Bronies? Pos yeah. So bronies, bronies, I believe, would be more in a furry or sort of cosplay <laughs> uh, category. So I'm, I'm having a trouble kind of seeing. So it's probably like not all furries are Therians but probably most Therians are furries. So there is a distinction here, right? Okay. Because furries, uh, they typically, and I don't want to speak for the whole fairy community because yeah. don't, don't, fuck with, don't fuck with the fairy. Don't, don't speak for the whole fairy community just as your own fury, furry existence. <laughs> well, you know, my How you see yourself as a furry. So furries... <laughs> furries do typically have uh, like an alternative persona. They have like a furry persona. So they have a name, right. they have a character, and then they make a costume based on that character, right? But they right. don't literally believe that they are that animal. Other right. kin literally believe that they, they are, are that animal, right. trapped in a human body. So does this guy dress up as a horse though? Or he doesn't need to dress up like a horse because the horse is inside of him. Dressing up like a horse doesn't do anything for him because he's still trapped in a human body. Right. So you're not playing a part. You are the thing. Yeah. Um, so he he doesn't do any sort of cosplay or anything like that. This is specifically people who believe literally that they are that creature. How far are we away from turning this guy into an actual horse, do you think? Uh, I mean, what, four or five years? Four or five years. <laughs> We gotta be almost there, right? The marvels, the marvels of medical science. This, this guy's gonna be a horse in five years. He's got, he's gotta be a horse. Yeah, I mean, come on. All right. Okay. All right. All right. I'm intrigued. Right. It's. it's I'm definitely <laughs> intrigued. But Chris, I know what you're thinking to yourself. You know, you, you're in a human body. When did you realize you were a horse? Yeah, I. It had to be relatively early on. 
It was very early on. Very early on. His first first memories are seeing a sugar cube and being like, man, I'd really like to eat that. I'd lick the shit out of that. I Um, would like a bag of oats attached to my face, please. He he remembers from about one and a half to two years old was when he first started having his his horsemen. Okay, so like his first memories are horse memories. Yeah, I don't remember anything earlier than like four or five, but this guy's dropping one and a half, two years old. Well, you got a horse inside of you. They age at a different pace (laughs) than modern humans. I mean, a foal can literally start walking, you know, an hour after being birthed. It takes us years. Honestly, that's a great point. In some cases, I'm still not walking by myself. You're making me believe this more. All right, okay. so let's listen to him discuss <laughs> his, his two-year-old memories. Two-year-old memory of being a horse. Two years of age, there was an incident where my mother and father and I had gone downtown in the car. My mother was holding me. And there was one of those large billboard signs. And it was for the old, I couldn't read, obviously, at that tender age, but I remember the logo that I remember. Uh, it was a billboard for BOAC, the old British Overseas Air Carrier. And um, what it showed was an oblique view of an English countryside, you know, with, all, with the fields, the hedgerows, and the stone fences. And as I looked at that, suddenly, from out of nowhere in my mind, I suddenly found myself, you know, in my mind, you know, remembering trotting down a road, pulling a two-wheel car. <laughs> And I, it felt very good. I enjoyed that. I didn't, you know, of course, at that age, I didn't even try to analyze it. I didn't know what analysis was. It was just... So he, he just had this memory of, of trotting down the road with a cart. Yeah. And you see a British countryside and you're like, oh, wow, I'm two years old. I, I must have been a horse. You, you got to. That's the only explanation for this. Honestly. I'm a horse stuck in a human body who likes. I mean, that's almost even better than like wanting oats trapped on your face. It was just like I'm trotting down an English countryside. It was now, this man, yeah. now this man doesn't sound English to me. No, he is not. He's he's American. I see what you kind of did. You kind of did a little bit of a British tag on this one, huh? What do you mean? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, not we got the British, but... the British doll people, and now we have a man whose first memory was a the the british countryside mm-hmm. being like oh i'm a horse yeah i actually think i'm a british person trapped in an american body so I, i'm trying to figure that one out still but well if you if you talk to the queen we all are aren't we that's true that's true bunch of so, damn rebels a bunch of a bunch of bastard rebels so he has for a first person flashback so that's the big thing is that yeah. it's it's not a flashback of like a horse walking down a lane he sees himself in these flashbacks as the horse. he's actually trotting in the english countryside he's actually like physically trotting in his on four legs here's an a it's himself he's the one name exactly okay so let's let's listen into one of his many flashbacks cuz he goes into a lot of these stories it's all flashbacks baby yeah. So as you were saying that you you had the memory of you trotting down the the lane, it wasn't you remembered looking at a horse doing that. You were seeing it through the eyes of a horse trotting down the lane. That's right. So you know, part of the view was you know, obscured to the rear and side by blinkers or blinders, as they call them. And I had the, <laughs> the 
through my vision, you know, the end of my nose and the the the, the tack, you know, the uh, the bridle and everything, and I could feel the impact of the ground on my my four feet and all of the, the various sensations that a horse feels and has. So this dude's having a full acid flashback at two years old. Essentially, yeah. Just can remember everything there is about being a horse going into this English countryside. Just trotting down the road, has on the blinders. He is the horse, man. Got the bridle in his mouth. He's going. Yep. And that's that's his life, man, is that he is this horse trapped in the human body. And apparently is just constantly kind of having these like flashbacks. And he has all these you know, hidden memories from his past lives of being a horse that kind of slowly, uh, you know, unravel throughout his life. So wait a minute. You just said past lives, plural. He's always a horse, except now. Except now. I actually have a clip of him uh, remembering that he was a horse in medieval Germany once. (laughs) So he really is always a horse. He's always a horse, but he just ended up in a human body. Accidentally ended up in a human body. Yeah, he had multiple, multiple horse lives that he can recall. Somebody in the karmic retribution made a serious error that day. Yeah, I, I think he just got like assigned the wrong like stamp on his like passport when you're yeah. going back to Earth, you know? And, yeah, they're uh, like, they're like, yeah, human, whatever. And then not, like, yeah. no one looked back and was like, no, this dude's been a horse for thousands of years. See, that's the problem with government bureaucracy, man, is that that's they don't true. care. They don't that's care. True. And you fall through the cracks, right? Is that a Matt Damon joke? It wasn't, but it could be. Adjustment Bureau. Adj- oh, that's a great movie. Uh, I still love that movie. All right, go ahead. I want to hear about Medieval German Horse. I'll get into Medieval German. I never saw an overcast sky in the evening where there were breaks in the overcast, you know, like thin lines between the clouds where you could see the dimly lit blue sky beyond it. And I remember the first time I saw that, that triggered another memory where I was somewhere, I'm pretty sure it was what is now northern Germany, very quite a long time ago. I couldn't I couldn't give an exact date perhaps you know, sometime in the Middle Ages, I would guess, where I was a large black horse going across a dark valley to the from, from where I had been to a village with a rider on my back. And I remember seeing that village, you know, few of the torches in the distance reminded me of warmth and hay that there was a place for me that was waiting for me when we arrived there. I have no idea who the person writing me was or what we were doing or why, but I just remember that. All right. So he's he's going through mostly Europe mm-hmm. as a horse. Yes. So it's a very European horse. Very European horse. Apparently, is never an American horse because all of his <laughs> memories are not an American horse, not an Asian horse, not an African horse. Very specifically, a European horse. Very European horse. And, I, you know, that, that does feel a little problematic now that you call it out like that, that he just thinks he keeps being reincarnated specifically in Europe. Well, that, you know, this is always kind of my problem with people when they start talking about reincarnation because they're always somebody important, right? Yeah. Nobody's like, I was a bricklayer in early Aztec, you know, 100 B.C. Like, no one has that story. It's always like, I was a prince. I was a hero. I was a general. I was whatever, you know? It's like, no, listen, you were a dingleberry. 
like the rest of humanity always is. Yeah, it's like in feudal Europe, 99.9% of the people were starving farmers. Starving but somehow farmers. everyone was a prince if you right. were past life. Exactly. You were ro- you were just roaming around trying to get a potato. That's all you wanted was one potato. That was most of your life was trying to get a potato if you were good enough to live. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then guess how you die. You like at age 30, you have diarrhea to death, you know, you that's, diarrhea yourself to death. That was it. That was no one is giving me that story in their, in their past life. I'd believe it more if I heard more of that, honestly. Yeah. I, I died of diarrhea 20 times now, throughout this, my past lives. This next portion is about how difficult it was for him being a horse trapped in a human body because he couldn't figure the human body out. He's well, just, yeah, the human body is nothing like a horse's body. It's very different. And it caused a lot of problems for him develop, development. <laughs> Go, baby. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait. For example, as I got a little older, my parents were perplexed because I didn't, I didn't, and it's true, it took a while for me to learn how to use my fingers and especially my thumb properly. There was nothing pathologically wrong with them, no no neural pathway problem or anything. I just simply didn't know how to manipulate them. I mean, I would pick up a spoon with my four fingers, wrap around them, and then they showed me, you know, don't use your thumb in opposition to that. And that's because I never had such appendages before. How could I possibly have known how to use them? Naturally. I mean, naturally, the man had hooves throughout all of his past lives. And then all of a sudden has digits. I also love the idea that the reason why babies know how to use their thumbs is because of their past lives. Like it's 100%. like that there is some sort of like memory of you using your thumb right. before that's deep down. And then that's why you can use a, a fork. You being that general, you know, who was slacking and hashing with the sword. That's the reason I'm so good with the sword today. Yes, exactly. Because of that past life. Because of that past life. It's- I'm, I'm an incredible swordsman. It's basically Assassin's Creed. You know, all of your ancestors' uh, memories are like encoded in your genes. It's like that, but with your soul. All of your memories are there and it teaches you how to do things. Right. And sadly, this guy has only ever been a horse. He's only ever been a horse. And you know what? It not only caused problems with opposable thumbs. Uh, Chris, you, you may be aware of this, but horses walk on four legs and not two. They do. They do. I've, I've, I've heard this and I may have seen it. And this very much threw this guy off his entire life up until now. Right. Please tell me he's walking around on four legs. <laughs> he is not, but it's really hard for him to walk on two. Okay. <laughs> a mental image of my body as a, you know, as a vertical biped in order to not fall down. I've always had to do that all my life. And it's the kind of thing that, you know, you don't ask other people about because it's, it's like, you know, it'd be like picking up something and saying, does this look red to you? I mean, how would you, you know, how would another person know? I just thought it was just natural, but I've always I've been that way. He's just always had trouble walking on two feet. He has to give a mental image of himself to walk. Right. Because it's that I, I am. A, I am a horse stuck in a human's body. I can't use my four legs, I have to think all the time I'm walking on two legs. 
Yes. This man is constantly thinking about walking. <laughs> he has to think about walking. Wherever he goes, he's always like, I'm walking on two legs right now. Yes. It's a struggle, dude. Imagine how exhausting that would be, though. Exhausting. Having to constantly think about the... It's like thinking about breathing. Like, if you had the soul of a fish in a human body, and you're like, I have to breathe air. This horse recorrective surgery is going to do wonders for Jason, the horseman. I am honestly going to be so happy for him if it ever does occur, because (laughs) this man... What if he does just, like get this horse surgery and then just like takes off and we're like holy crap this dude was like a horse so on on previous coast to coast episodes where he was interviewed and on this one they dedicated three hours to jason the horse three straight hours of just a fan favorite dude he is they love him and on previous episodes they had horse experts call in and start quizzing him on horse things and he got them all right he didn't miss anything and he got all of it that man knows his horses. Well, dude, I mean, I would hope that if you were going to do a whole number about being a horse, that you would know some things about horses. Well, not only does he know a lot of things about horses, Chris, he's actually written a book as well. About being a horse. The, the book is called, What If You Are a Horse in Human Form? That, that's, that's the question. By what Jason if? the Horse. And it's available on Amazon. You can buy what, it. What if you're a horse in human form? That I mean, it does all the work for you. It does. It's great. And I almost bought it because I was like, this guy is amazing. It does all the work for you. What an incredible title. Oh, my God. Okay, keep going. Keep going. I'm I'm in love with this. We'll jump into the next clip. This guy, honestly, dude, he romanced me. I am so in on his story at this point. Uh, So let's let's jump to the next clip. The draft horse in general, and specifically the Shire draft horse, and I learned about that one day when uh, one day I was in the school library and I was reading a book on horses. It was a book published in Britain. Which... It loves the English, dude. This Lo- guy is loves, on the English. He is an English horse. He's an English horse. Show the picture of a, you know, of a team of shires pull, you know, pulling a, a beer wagon and identified that, that breed. And when I read that word, it just I, I never heard that word before, at least as applied to a horse. And when I saw that picture, it just had an odd, I said it aloud to myself several times quietly because it had an odd, familiar ring to it, even though I'd never heard of a horse that, with that breed name before. And you're, even more specifically, a Blackshire draft horse. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so he's got a specific breed down. He's got it down to the breed. He's a Blackshire draft horse. And which he's like, holy cow, this is me. I didn't know. I've been wondering what kind of horse I've been my whole entire life. You know, this is why representation is important because he saw that and he immediately knew I am a Blackshire draft horse, Right. which I'm also curious because he apparently has lived multiple horse lives. So it seems like he's always been this one species. It's kind of in Germany. He said he was a black horse. Exactly. So I think I think he's just always, you know, that one species of horse, which does, you know, beg the question as horses are bred and there were new breeds developed. 
what what does he go into? I guess like ancestors of his previous breed. Like it's just an interesting question to me. It, it, that's an interesting question. Also an interesting question. He sounds like an old white man. <laughs> I believe he is for sure an old white man. So uh, they whoever was in charge of karmic uh, retribution that day that sent him into the human body sounds like to me they really messed this one up. You know, an, an old white man in America probably did fine. So I don't really know what the, what the play was here. Uh, but yeah, he's he's got it narrowed down to the species, man. He knows what he's doing. Uh, but the thing is, he's not the only person on this earth who is a horse trapped in a human body. Well, I would think not. There is a network of them. There's a whole community of Lorians. There are uh, Therians. 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 And not only that, but they are high up in the United States government. <laughs> Who is a horse human in the United States government? I'm just saying he has friends with top secret security clearance who are also horses. Dude, I think Joe Biden might be a horseman. He may. He may. He, I mean, do horses eat ice cream? Um, I've, I know they look a lot of salt and it's pretty similar. We'll go with it then. Yes, Joe Biden is a Thorian, baby. Therian, Therian, a Therian. All right. So here's just a little bit about it about some of his buddies, some of his horse buddies. I they might be able to identify him by the breed that he is, which I am so curious how that is the case. Like if you name his breed, he is going to be outed in the air force and lose his security clearance. <laughs> like what? <laughs> how the fuck would anyone connect that? Oh, dude, I love that. dude. I want to, he's just like, I, you know, I can't even imagine what the, cause it's not, no way this guy is telling people this right no there's no way no way i mean jason the horse admits that he doesn't tell anyone he knows because they will think he's insane he only goes on the radio and talks to strangers about it, which fair you know i respect that um it's it's easier to talk on a radio uh, anonymously than like have to look someone in the face but i just don't understand how this guy is going to be outed by his breed i love it i love it it's great all and, right, so we have high clearance, security mm-hmm. clearance people who are horses or possibly other types of animals or mythical creatures stuck in human bodies in the highest reaches of American government. Exactly. So that probably means that we do have some lizard people. Potential. Now, here's the thing. We talk a lot about the, the lizard people, especially on coast to coast, but I don't think the horseman agenda is discussed enough. What do these horsemen want? What do they want? What do they want? Oats. And sugar <laughs> want cubes. A lot of oats. Oats and Actually, sugar cubes. This is why we uh, grow so much corn in America. It's because the horsemen have taken Because it. of the <laughs> horse. All the fucking corn, oh, my God, dude. This it's is candy. And, 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 
And why is everything packed with sugar? I mean, things, we have sugar in foods that never needed sugar. Yep. And Americans don't eat horse. Many other, <laughs> many other cultures do. I, I think we have started our own conspiracy on our first episode. Oh, I think we man. just got there. I think we got there. But this is it, all making a lot of sense to me. It's starting to track, but it, it may come off the rails here in a second, Chris, because there's also horse ancestors that talk to Jason the horse. He is well, he's touch. got all these past lives, so I would imagine so. He's in touch with the old horse spirits. So he's divining horse spirits. Exactly. Okay. Yes, they are They are communicating with him. All right. Who are the horse ancestors, and what is your relationship to them? Horse ancestors are the collective spirits of all horses who have ever lived, who are alive now, and who are yet to be born. And I am one of them as well, and so is every living horse. Any horse you may have seen, even the, the scruffiest little Shetland pony is one of them also. Uh, in the, in other words, the collective of all of us. Whoa, why is he hanging on Shetland ponies, dude? Dude, because he's a Shire horse, dude. There's a hierarchy, and he's yeah, yeah, with Shetland, Shetland ponies. Yeah. Stupid pony. Well, what's really interesting about his his uh, his canon, if you will, um, is that typically reincarnation in a religious sense is seen as a way of like moving up or down a chain based on right. His- Right. Yes. Like the, the more you improve, the the better of a situation you're going to get until kind of you, you reach ultimate pinnacle. And what he is saying is that it's it's more similar to um, like Wheel of Time, where you just kind of get thrown back in constantly, but you're always the same thing. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's horse there's horse conscious bubble. Yeah. And you come from horse bubble. And you go back to horse bubble. It's 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 very fascist. It honestly, it is a little fascist. It's incredibly fascist. It's uh, you know, everyone's it's the in- hierarchy of. I mean, I'm sure if you're, you could be the best horse there is, right? But you're always a horse. Yeah, you and you can never rise. Up. You are in your preordained position, and yeah. you are where they want you to be. Yeah. Right. And who is they, man? You know. So somebody really screwed up. Someone really screwed them up by a human. Way. They should not have. I mean, according to this this lore, he should not be a human right now, right? Because ultimate ultimate screw up. Yeah. Someone shit the bed. Uh, Big time. Yeah. So this is like the uh, Ted Danson and Kristen Bell, The Good Life. Or the good place. The good place. Well, the good, the good place. place wasn't a mess up though. They all belonged to. They all were supposed to be there because they were actually in the bad place. Spoilers. Spoilers. You spoiled yeah. it for everyone. It's, it's uh, sort of. It's like in the adjustment bureau where the angel falls asleep and then spills the coffee on himself or whatever and like completely botches the play. Yeah. It's like someone fell asleep. Somebody and- fell asleep, pressed a button, and they were like, "Oh, that horse is in a human." I love the idea, though, that you can't undo it. Like, there's no undo button. No, there's, there's no, no back. Take, there's no take back. Seats. It's like he get, got dropped into a baby, and they were just like, fuck, dude. Well, guess we got to see how this plays out. We've got oars in there. 
he couldn't tell us this story if there were take backsies. That's I know. I know. You can't just swap out a soul name once it's in. This the is box. good. This is good canon, dude. This is, is really some very fascist, but I mean, keeping the story straight. The rigid hierarchy is a bit uncomfortable. Uh, but you know, <laughs> it's it's <laughs> thinking that I've come from a lower form, dude. I I hope to be reincarnated into a higher form you're always just going to be chris i'm sitting here doing a podcast you know that isn't going to get any listens podcasts only <laughs> get reincarnate like if you're a podcaster you come back as a podcast. You come back as a i hope to be more successful one day but it's never going to happen never going to happen stuck in happen. obscurity exactly and speaking of obscurity we're about to get even more obscure as he talks about the horse ancestors coming to him in dreams where else would they come to him I, it's a great question. I think wherever <laughs> this guy feels like on that day, but they came to him a dream this time. They actually contacted me. I was working out at our airport here in, in Alaska at the time, and, and they came to me in a dream, which quickly became a lucid dream. And also, but the strange thing was, after I woke up, they were still there in the room with me. Started out where I was standing in this form. I suddenly started seeing uh, stylized, embroidered horse heads. Uh, like you'd see on on medieval, um, what they call it, heraldry, I think. Right. It would appear out of the fabric. And then I heard a voice from all of them saying, like, is in a chorus saying, we wish in English it would go, well, they weren't speaking in English, but in English it would say, we wish to speak with you. Will you speak with us? Now, wow, Chris. Dude. See, see, he, he, I, I think there may be some truth to this because he started talking about lucid dreaming. That's what does it for you is the lucid dream. Uh, I was skeptical. I was on a, I only believe this. I'm, I'm, I'm going into like, I believe it in my muscles now, dude. I, I was skeptical until he told me it was a dream and now and I believe it. No, 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 no. He brought up lucid dreaming. That's and dreaming. That's stuff. It's dreaming with awareness. You can train a lot, of, a lot of science. All right. Well, Chris, I, I have a question for you though. I have a question for you. So Jason, the horse, his entire life, he has like thought he's a horse, right? He can't right. use his thumbs right. He just falls over whenever he tries to he's, walk. Yeah. He's like, I'm bipedal. I have to exactly. use two feet. And, and finally, right? He's lived his entire life. He's an adult man now working at an airport. And in these- At an days, airport? He's working at an airport, yes. Yeah, he didn't so even airport. like try to work with horses? No, he works at an airport. So that's a great question, though. I wish I had called in and asked Well, him. though, dude, there's like something with like being a baggage man and being a horse. There's something there. There's some there's kind of connection there, there dude, so, that I think. And you could call an airplane a sky horse. It is transportation. You could call it that. Technically, one can say it's a sky horse. Ah, dude, I'm I'm connecting some dots here, That's, dude. You know, that might be a horse. You know, that's a dot. There are dots, and you did draw a line. I'll give you that. Okay, but let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Pepe so, Sylvia. Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> exactly. So you, you think you're a horse, right? And these horse ancestors come to you, and the first thing they say is, will you speak to us? What, what would you say? Yes, I'm assuming? 
a hundred percent. Jason, I'm and I'm going to be like, thank you for asking for my permission. I I consent to talk to you, horse spirits. I I verbally consent to this. I verbally, I verbally. Yes. Well, Jason did not verbally consent to the communication. He was he was too busy. <laughs> he had to go to work. Please, I gotta hear this. I gotta hear this. No idea how long the contact would take. So, and I'd go to work that day. And I said, no, I can't do it now. We should talk soon. And they and they asked again, please, will you speak with us? And I said, not now, soon. He had to go to work. They gotta go to work, Dad. Like, this, is, this is about to be a super profound conversation. I'm I'm talking to my horse ancestors for the first time. I don't got the time for this. I got to get to the airport and work with the sky horses and carry baggage. It's like calling sick, dude. Calling sick. Nah, dude. It, this uh, uh, he's a true horse. He is. You know, their last their last message, which was. Very well, we will talk then. And, um, and then there, my, my graduate, they gradually faded away from my ability to perceive them. I got up, got ready for work, went out to the airport and just worked a normal day like I had many times before. So your experience with the horse ancestors has always been positive. And he goes on to kind of talk about how it was always positive, but he just goes to work instead of talking to the horses, man. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm about to find out something profound about myself, something that's going to change the course of my life. Hold up one second. I don't know, dude. That is, you know, I almost think that that is a positive to his point, right? That like a a swindler would tell us the story and that he had this amazing conversation. He told these horses to come back later. Sorry, bros. Can't talk right now. I got to go work, which plays into his draft horse persona. Because he's a hard worker. You're right. He's a hard worker. Got to get to the airport. Got to get to the sky horses. Got to take people from point A to point B. I hate sky horses. <laughs> That's, I'm not calling them airplanes anymore, dude. They're sky horses from now on. And your wife is going to be so annoyed when you're like, oh, we got to, you know, get a oh, we, <laughs> we got to go take a ride on the sky horse. <laughs> oh, and, uh, dude. Everyone I meet, I'm going to be like, are you a horse? Are you a horse? Every employee. Every Your everyone horse. in the baggage claim. Yeah, everyone in all the couriers and couriers or whatever the heck they're called. You're a horse, right? It's cool, man. It's cool if you well, are. No, no, no believe me. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Have you heard of Jason? I read his book. Yeah, I read. <laughs> I, I know all about uh, Theranthropes, man. I, I want to buy it. that book and read that on a plane. There just, you go. <laughs> what if you were a horse? <laughs> what if somebody came to you and you're like, oh, Theranthrope? Theranthrope. Indeed. indeed. Someone, I mean, there are, they, there is someone who would know. He sold more than a few of these books. I'm almost sure of that. Oh, he has to have. I mean, he's been on Coast to Coast, the most listened to uh, 2 a.m. a.m. radio show. Right. Like, he sold books. Yeah. I mean, I almost. Followed by Coast to Coast p.m. 
Exactly. The most listened to podcast about Coast to Coast AM. And the thing is, that is true. That is is technically true. We haven't been able to find one. There's not one. I looked really hard. (laughs) There is no other podcast about this. We're number one. We are number, we are the number one Coast to Coast AM podcast. I am a theranthrope of somebody who personifies himself as number one of something in the world. Exactly. All right. We got to get the calls though. Okay. Oh God. We got to get the calls now. Oh man. So, so now we got our skeptics. I wouldn't even call them skeptics. Most of them are in on it, dude. <laughs> they love it. <laughs> they they love it. They love they Jason love the horse. So I want you to listen to this first caller, Kathleen okay. Scranton. Kathleen, tell scale of one to ten, how fucked up does she sound to you, dude? It's two a.m. <laughs> everyone. By now in- it's by now it's three. It's three a.m. By now it's three a.m. You're either fucked up on being like mentally ill, a third shift worker, security guard, or you've had too many drugs and too much alcohol. Those are really the only options. Those are the only options. Those are the only options. Those are your only options. Or truck driver. I'll give you truck driver. Truck driver. But again, third shift. Yeah. Third shift lonely job because you don't listen to Coast to Coast AM by with people (laughs) this is a solitary exercise you're alone in the darkness you're alone that is what i listen to it is every time i listen to coast to coast am i've been alone in the dark by myself never been dark like mentally unwell i'm just curled up next to my bed i'm not on the bed i'm next to it listening uh i am in the fetal position rocking back and forth all right (laughs) let's go to kathleen Let's go to Kathleen. Kathleen is in Scranton on Coast to Coast AM. Kathleen? Yes. Hi. I find it amazing that he had come from a, a workhorse to a human and being reincarnated. I find that amazing. That is somebody who is very drunk and has possibly taken some pills dude she is fucked up and here's the thing is loaded here's the thing dude this is coast to coast with screeners they have a screener now they uh uh, i find it amazing that this man is a horse and has been a (laughs) horse his whole life and (laughs) i just think it's super brave of a horse to be a human in the body of a human and four legs and a draft horse. And it's just like this woman just like has repeated words that this man has said in no order. I mean, it's honestly, it's like, are, are you, did you actually listen to what he was? I find it amazing. Is, is the horse? He's the horse. So Kathleen has a question. Kathleen has a question. So let's get to our actual question. I just had to play that little intro for you. It's too good, dude. You got a question for Jason the horse? Yeah, Ian's like, come on, get to the question. What I want to ask you is, what what is your diet? Do you have, (laughs) you had like a a romance kind of story (laughs) with a mare, but not with women. 
<laughs> she asked, "What is your diet?" And then, "Do you fuck horses?" Is what she. <laughs> what the hell um, do you eat like a horse? How much horse food do you go through every day? And do you have a romance with a mare? Um, do you like horses sexually? Are you so, sexually attracted to horses? This is. Oh my god! What is his answer? This I'll play the answer. Body recording. I'm not proud of it. Meat, and uh, that's 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 a rather a point of bone of contention, no pun intended, between myself and some other horses in human form with whom you know with whom I communicate. Some are vegetarians, and I just tell them, go in the mirror and look at your teeth. You'll notice that some of them are quite sharp, made from terror. So he completely oh, ignores man. the do you have sex with horses question. Well, you can't answer that can't, one, dude. You can't answer you that can't, one. You can't answer that question. He he does describe him earlier in the episode more of his like himself more of as like an asexual. So it's not that he ever is, you know, attracted to horses. So it's it's not really something that occurs, but a lot of the callers specifically were asking about bestiality, which is a little weird. Uh, you gotta ask that question though. You, I mean, so our next caller uh, also brings up bestiality and gets immediately shut down by Ian. The, the- I, lo- I, I do love though that that the his thing is well, I eat meat, and uh, actually, a lot of people in our Theranthrope community don't eat meat, and it's like, yeah, dude, that you're like, I eat horse. Oh, well, so the funny thing about it, though, is that what is inherently wrong if you are part, you know, horse or part fox or something with as long as you're not eating that species, I don't really see an issue with you eating meat, right? Well, I guess it really depends on, you know, where does the soul begin and the body end, right? Because... There's this weird dichotomy for me where it's like I I am a human and I'm totally fine with humans being omnivores, right? I mean, if anything, we were probably scavengers back in the day. And I and I'm I'm okay being like uh I I don't go out in my backyard and eat the dead carcasses that I find. Not that there's a lot of dead carcasses in my backyard. So, yeah, what's going on in your backyard recently? <laughs> I, don't, I don't eat any of the dead animals in my backyard. I, let I them don't rot. eat any. <laughs> Not I, let them, I let them rot there. Listen, I tried it once, okay? It was kind of gamey. It, was, it, it may have been a little past its prime. But which is okay. Uh, so, Chris, let's get to the next one where Ian has to actually... All right, you don't want to go down this road, do you? I don't, know. I want to get to the next caller because right. I want to keep getting on the horse fucking train. Uh, Ron is in Toledo on Coast to Coast AM for Jason the Horse. Hi, Jason. Um, I really kind of... Your community, and I hope that you kind of form a group even secretly, but I was wondering what your feelings were on this Colorado man who somehow... Oh, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about Well, we're not going to talk about... I love that he knew what he meant by the Colorado man. Immediately knew. I had to look this up. Immediately knew. 
I had to look this up because I had no I idea don't what know they're what they're talking about. So about a year or two ago, there was a man in Colorado who was arrested for having sex with people's horses. He would break into barns. He was constantly having sex with horses. He's having sex with horses. He, I imagine Paul. Well, so here's the thing. The story's not done. He was oh, arrested, went arrested. to jail, broke out of jail, and went and had sex with another horse. Immediately. Yeah. That's what he did. He just went for it. I imagine, since you've done such extensive research, that it's not easy to have sex with a horse. You know, that's the thing. Uh, so I don't know because I didn't research the... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, your extensive research, Paul. Uh, well, how did you find out that people have sex with horses? From the Colorado man. That I just Googled Colorado man horse, and it was the first thing that came up. <laughs> it was uh, the first, first, first hit. First thing. That's, it was easy to find. Uh, but I imagine it is not super easy. And I, but also you have to imagine the horse probably doesn't even really notice much. Pretty good researchers that Coast to Coast AM has. Yeah. You, you know, know, immediately, oh, the Colorado man who escaped, the, he's definitely talking about horse sex. He's talking about bestiality. He caught that so fast. Which, Very fast. Once again, discredit to their screeners because the yeah. screeners should have caught this. Yeah. Uh, and they 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 completely missed it. So uh, once again, just imagine what it was like before the screeners. And it's it's beautiful. So this next caller is curious if it's possible that our friend Jason the horse was actually Mr. Ed. <laughs> then he could have been Mr. Ed in a past life. You know, the Mr. Ed, the famous Mr. Ed, who was a workhorse too, but he was in Hollywood. And the answer is no, he was not Mr. Ed. He was not Mr. Ed. Though for, for those of you who don't know, Mr. Ed was a talking horse in an old, I think, 1940s. Was it Green Acres? Yeah. Very old, very smart horse who could, like, respond to commands and stuff. And, and like, they would, like, give the horse peanut butter, which is how they would, like, make the horse's mouth move. Yeah. Because so, it, like, was trying to ungum its mouth. Yeah. So, which I mean, this is actually bringing up a good thing. Can a horse or can a human get stuck in a horse's body? That Naturally, is actually, it, it would right? have to be right. It there's would no, have to. There's no way it can only happen uh, in one direction, one way. Yeah. How many so, horses are actually humans, do you think? Uh, more than a few. There's probably a whole community of them. If there's a community of uh, people that are horses, there's got to be a community of horses that are people. And they're going around to the horses being like, I i am bipedal. I use tools. <laughs> can't run for shit. I jump over anything. I can't. I'm like trying to like open up gates with my <laughs> four paws. Constantly. <laughs> Just constantly. You're like, no, I can do math. Oh, dude, that would be so beautiful. It's just a, a horrifying. It's actually a horrifying thought. Man, those poor horses. Like they just see these bipeds walking out. They're like, I want to be that. I. That's me. Yeah. That's, that's me. Exactly right. Well, the thing with with being a, a horse trapped in a human body, there are also people who called in, you know, talking about their spirit animals. Okay. And this is which probably, is different, though, different. right? A spirit animal is like a little bit more like Native American Wiccan, right? Where it's like, yeah. you know, I have the, the the attributes of a hawk or something. Yeah, yeah, similar, you know. it's. I you, am not a familiar. I am, yeah, I'm not a hawk trapped in a man's body, 
I'm just very interested in hawks have some personality traits of a hawk. Sure. I, yeah. I am not actually a hawk. Yeah, or like a hawk watches over me. Yeah. Yeah, you know, something like that. So my question is, Jason, is what, when did you realize you were Jason the horse? Because I knew way back when, when I didn't even know what it was, but it was supposed to be bigger, when I was my spirit animal was a dragon. So I'll leave it as that. Okay. All right, then. The spirit animal is a dragon. Uh, it yeah. just brings me so much joy. Mm, I'm a dragon. Would you consider it like a spirit animal? Like he would think about a dragon or uh, like in Harry Potter, they refer to them as a Patronus? No, I'm, I am a horse. And <laughs> stuck in this uh, no. No. No, I'm no, a horse. No, I am a horse. I'm just a horse. You, you dumb bitch. Uh, no spirit animal. I am a horse in a man's body. <laughs> so what a loser, though. You know, I almost give Jason a little bit more credit because this loser being like my spirit animal, the dragon. Like that. That's like ultra lame. Dude, that's it's, that, that guy doesn't get laid. I'll tell you that. Now, Jason, the horse, this guy, it's so something about him. Like, as I listened to three hours of this man talk about being right. a horse, something about it was very enticing, right? Um, he, he's, he's so he's so earnest. He's, it's Yeah, it's an earnestness. And there's such sincerity to what he's saying. And it's more just a situation of, like, he's on because, you know, they keep asking him to be on. So he's like, yeah, yeah I guess I'll come on and talk about it if you want me to. But it, in the most that he's done, like, in terms of a grift, is, like, sell a 99-cent book on amazon it's nine it's actually 99 cents it's like 99 cents this dude has no grift he is just <laughs> here to talk about being a horse trapped in a human's body and i the thing is i fully believe that he believes this honestly he but like, he honestly believes that he is a horse trapped in a human's body yes he does like he is actually a theranthrope there, he is a part of a community of other Theranthropes who also truly believe that they are animals trapped in humans' bodies. Yeah, the, he believes it, man. It's and incredible. Like, you know what? More power to you. Uh, so Ian, Ian wraps up this episode after three hours of talking with Jason the Horse with a terrible, terrible pun that really hurt my soul. Ride or die, buddy. I would. Uh, I, I'll have you back on anytime you could afford the time and give us an update on your health when you get a chance. And I would love to keep in touch with you. Just tell me when, and I'll be. I'll be at your service. All right. Very good. Well, so that means that if I ask you again, you won't say nay. No. There's <laughs> <laughs> no way that rule, dude. That totally, I love the won't say nay. I no. love the ride or die at the front end and just end it with a nay, dude. I mean, couldn't couldn't say it better myself. Well, at, at one point in the episode, they come back from break and he's like, I don't know if anyone else heard this, but I think I heard Jason the horse neighing when he laughed. So he asked him straight up, like, Hey, were you neighing when you laughed? Because I guess he thought his laugh sounded like a nay, and then he Jason the horse was just like. No, that I was just laughing, dude. No, I don't. No. I'm not gonna neigh. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm not a fucking sideshow, Ian. Okay, I'm yeah, that's I'm the horse exactly in right. His body, yeah. I'm here for your fucking entertainment. That's right. Uh, that's exactly right there, and that's the earnestness. Yeah. Right. Like this isn't some kind of like sideshow Barnum and Bailey like uh freak show, right? Like this is a man who believes. He is a horse trapped in a man's body. Yeah, he's he's not playing into the bit. Like, yeah. it, it reminded me of Nightmare Alley where it's it, it's about the carnivals, right? And it's just so many people playing into a bit and running a grift. This guy doesn't play into the bit. There's he no grift at all. He's yeah. just like, yeah, I'm a horse in a man's body. What's up? And, and if you got questions, I got answers. Yeah, I'm, I'm here, you know, I whatever you want, as long as you're respectful about it. Uh, he he will answer your questions. And I'm a black draft horse. Yes, and Shire that's horse. it. Shire draft horse. Shire black Shire draft horse. Yes, who was in uh, England as well as Germany at one point. Yeah, and very European. Very very incredibly European. And that is the story of Jason the Horse live to you from Dude, what a way to start out. You know, I thought we were going to be doing aliens or or cryptozoology or something that. And you start me off with with Jason the Horse, dude. And I got to tell you, man, I'm pretty excited. It's I debated how to start. There are so many good episodes, but for some reason, I think about this episode more than I should. And I had to talk about it with you because it's. It's so interesting. Jason is just uh, like you don't even really feel bad for him or anything. No. This is just no. a man who thinks he's a horse and like lives his life believing he's a horse. And you know what, man? More power to him. He's, he's not, not really. Anyone. He's not hurting anyone. He's not like you said. He's not grifting anyone. He's selling his book for ninety nine <laughs> cents. I mean, he could probably could have sold it for five dollars. Yeah. Even then, I would have been like, it's not much of a grift. No, it's it's a book on Amazon, man. So He's not going around books. giving talks. Yeah. This is just a man who's like, I'm a horse. Yeah. And I love wow. it. So that was our first episode. There's going to be plenty of aliens in cryptozoology in Hollow Earth coming up on the podcast. But this just felt like such a strong way to start with strong in the horse very strong um as well as i definitely want to dive into you could say maybe we're a couple of workhorses you could you could say that you could say that you you won't say nay i (laughs) feels like where we should shut this down (laughs) (laughs) oh oh my god dude first pod of coast to coast pm coast to coast pm uh i think that's been the show i think i think we close things down from here Right? Is that we're just gonna just hard stop? Do we got a wrap up segment? I don't have a wrap up wrap up segment, dude. I can't believe we just talked about a man who thought he was a horse. All right, uh, on one to five draft horses, Chris, how much do you believe this man is a horse? Oh, dude, I I give it a full uh, sky horse. You give it a sure. sky horse? It's it, off the charts. I, I give <laughs> it a full a horse. I give it a full. I the horse spirits. Are, are talking to this man. I. <laughs> the horse spirits are talking to this. I'm going to disagree as, as the skeptic, the resident skeptic here. Uh, I, I give him one out of five. Uh, I, I don't believe this man is a horse, but I give him 10 hearts 
because I That's love right. him so much. He has a respect. he has a horse's heart. He has a horse's. It's a big old With, horse. It's heart. a gigantic <laughs> heart that will probably mean he will die of a heart attack at a young age. Yeah, because well, of gigantism. I I love him. I hope he's back on the show soon. Uh, he he's going to love you, Jason. Uh, yeah, he's got some health problems. Hope hope he c- comes out on the other side okay. Um, but yeah, I think he's great. I think he's fantastic. Wow, dude! And he didn't even give us like a George Nori or an Art Bell. He gave us like a third, third-rate host, dude, and it was still awesome. Listen, we gotta we started in like tier three host. Yeah, like, tier he's three not even host. in terms of the backup hosts. He's not even one of the good backup hosts, in yeah. my opinion. Um, but we, well, we dude, he got the horse guy. Like, how good can you be? That's you got the horse guy, and that's you got why. the horse guy. Oh, it's because it, he's he's the horse guy guy. You know, he's the horse. So he's the guy that always does the horse. He always does the horse interviews. He, that's yeah. his, that's his. That's uh, his shtick. Yeah, it's uh, you know, his man. His, his source is the. Is horse. it worse to be the horse guy host or the horse guy? I think being the horse guy sounds awesome. I thought that's what I'm saying. I think it's worse to be the horse guy host. Yeah. Host. I, I think Jason's having a great time. Yeah. So I'm I'm here for him. He's just he's just dreaming about running in that English countryside. He is. And it's a beautiful world that he's in. And I wish him. All right, dude. Coast to coast PM. That's been Coast to Coast PM. My name is Paul here with my uh my sweet brother Chris talking. Oh, talking coast to coast. Uh, sky horse dude that was a real sky horse of a first episode <laughs> well drop us five stars wherever you're listening to this to, to help other people find it we're brand new we need the help uh and if you listen to it and you like it send it to a friend because they need to know more about chasing the horse got to you got to that's been the show much love thanks everyone later